Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. This is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You are not giving up on the Lord Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit. We are going to need you for this lesson today. We are going to talk about the dangers of pride. Heavenly Father, we know that you push away the prideful and that you humble and you embrace and you give us grace for those of us who are humble in spirit and that you would not push us away. So my friends, I want to talk about the dangers of pride because we see in Proverbs 16, 18, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. The prideful are at war with God. If you're at war with God, there's no way you're going to win this battle, my friend. God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Amen. The greatest leadership trait is humility. God lifts up the humble in due time because they humble themselves under his mighty hand. Stop exalting yourself. If you exalt yourself, you have a great fall awaiting, my friend. Wait for God. Wait for God to lift you up in the right time. When God exalts you, he sustains you with his mighty hand. When you exalt yourself, you're on your own. Oh yes, precious, you are on your own. Pride makes you think you don't need God because you've now become your own God. Many of us are blinded to the fact that we are prideful. And let me tell you, pride comes and many hues. It has many shades to pride. You know, some some people are prideful on maybe, you know, a low scale where, you know, that they don't have to go to God for anything. Yes, they know that God exists. Yes, they know that God is up there and he's looking down on us, but they pretty much got their own lives together. We're on the other end of the, sp- of the spectrum. You have full-blown apostasy. You have full-blown arrogance, narcissistic traits. You think that it is all about you, okay? So now look, 
Many of us are blinded to the fact, like I said, that we are prideful. And what are some ways to tell you that as a leader or individual is operating in pride? And so that is why I want to talk about these subtle signs that one is operating in pride. Now, I don't have these numbers numbered, so I'm just going to just read them off, okay? Now, some of the subtle signs that you, my friend, you, my precious, is operating in pride is when you refuse to listen to advice or input from others. You ain't trying to hear nothing no one else got to say about that situation. You got it in the bag. Okay, okay. So another sign is that you think you don't need feedback or constructive criticism. Now look, okay, it would do all of us well <clears throat> to get a second or third or maybe a fourth opinion about something that we are doing. Because, you know, oftentimes we don't see the pride in us, but others will, okay? Oh, you can bet your bottom dollar they will see it. And those who come in love, now, I'm not talking about your haters because you see, right, Holy Spirit, that people get off in pride because they think that everybody is hating on them, right? No, some of us actually want to come to you in godly love with righteous rebuke. And so oftentimes that would come in the form of constructive criticism. But those who are operating in pride, mm-mm. They don't think that they need your feedback or you can keep that constructive quote unquote criticism. Okay. Another sign, another subtle sign is that you have a false sense of entitlement. You think that you are entitled to everything. Okay. And so now another sign is that you blame others for your mistakes instead of admitting you were wrong and taking accountability. Because let me tell you, it ain't nothing more sadder than someone that caused a situation in their lives to happen, but yet they're going to turn around and blame somebody else. No, you was in this sin. You dragged all of us, your whole entire family into your sin into your craziness, into your mental disability. And when it don't go right, because it ain't going to go right, now you want to turn around and blame everybody else for your problems. When the problem could have been avoided if you would have just stayed single, don't get involved with anybody that got their life together. And now here you come along with all of this hidden sin, all of this hidden pride, okay? And now when you start manifesting, right, Holy Spirit? When you start manifesting, okay, and them demons come out of you, and now that marriage ain't going to work, that family ain't going to stick together, they are out of there. And so instead of you saying, big, being the bigger person and owning up to your mess, and be like, you know what? That's my fault, my bad. I was wrong in this situation. I'll take the heat. But oh no, the one that is steeped in pride, oh, they're going to blame you. 
They're going to blame their mama. They're going to blame that job. They're going to blame that boss. Everybody but them for their mistakes, okay? Another another subtle sign is that... <laughs> and this reminds me of the president, the ex-president, or the lame duck president, whatever you want to call him. But this person takes all the credit for success. Not to mention... <laughs> They had nothing to do with it at all. But, oh, they're going to take the credit for the success. Yeah, that's a very prideful person indeed, okay? Another sign is that you will protect your position at all costs. Even if you are wrong, even, <laughs> even when you are dead wrong. But, nope, uh-uh, nope, not this person, nope. I'm right, I'm not, and that's my final answer. I'm right, you wrong. I'm like, hello, <laughs> it's okay to take the fall. Guess what? Newsflash, it's okay to say I was wrong and you were right. But oh no, this prideful person on this list, nope, they are going to protect their position at all costs. <laughs> okay, here we go. Now, I wish I had these numbered, but I don't. Okay. Another sign that a person is in pride is when they are wrapped up in titles. And this is primary. No, I can't even say primarily in the secular world because you have these pastors with these titles, you know, doctors and reverends and ministers and bishops and, and master prophet, chief prophet, minor, major prophetess, like really all these titles, because just like in the secular world where you have doctors and psychiatrists and scientists and dentists, you know, that person is so wrapped up in their titles and they feel um, entitled to have these titles because of the money they spent in seminary schools and colleges in universities, they spend all this money earning that degree, and by golly, you are going to call them Dr. So-and-so, Reverend Bishop High Priestess or whatever, and 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 Dr. Smith and 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 psychiatrist um Levine and, and all these titles. That's pride, my friends. You are looking for worship in that field whether it be in the church or out in the secular world, by you having this title, what you are saying to the masses is, respect me. I am an expert in this area of medicine or ministry or dentistry or whatever it is. You now should be called by that title so you are all wrapped up in this title, and that is pride. Not to mention vainglory, pastor, preacher, doctor, reverend, bishop. Glory be to God. Now, another sign is that you have this obsession with material wealth, appearance, notoriety, and possessions. The person who think that their life is wrapped up and can be only proclaimed is 
is with how much money they got, what kind of car they drive, that beautiful spouse, them gorgeous kids, you know, their position in the church or their position in the boardroom, whatever it is, they can only see themselves based upon their material wealth because this person is not going to live in a hut. This person is not going to drive a hoopty. He ain't even thinking about working at the Walmart. Why? Because he is obsessed with that fancy shiny car, that that two million dollar house, that gorgeous wife as a trophy, that handsome husband as eye candy, and they think that the sum total of who they are is wrapped up in all these trapping and trappings. That person, right, Holy Spirit, he's full, he's steeped, she's steeped in pride. Okay. Another subtle sign is that they are fueled by unhealthy competition. Everything is a competition to them. Who got the bigger car? I mean, the the um, the most expensive car. Who got the bigger house? Who got the best job? Who got the finest spouse? Who got more money in the bank? These people can't even have a simple, friendly game of touch football without it without it turning into this professional game. These people are fueled by unhealthy competition no matter what is going on. She got to have the bigger booty. She got to have the snatch waist. She got to have the, the, the tallest, the little red bottom shoes. She got to have the most expensive handbag. It's like all this competition, it is unhealthy and it is steeped in pride, my friends. Everybody jostling for position and for what? Because at the end of the day, we ain't going to live forever. And this earth, it is going to burn up in Fahrenheit. So all this competition, y'all need to stop. Because see, what you need to do is repent and turn back to God and obey him and follow him. Amen. Amen. Okay. Another sign is that you fail to see your own weaknesses, but guess what? Oh, but you find fault in someone else. You fail to see your own weaknesses, but finding fault in others. And that goes back to what Jesus said to the church. Before you can judge anybody else, make sure you get that plank out of your own eye before you go for the speck that's in your brother's eye. And that is so true. We can see everybody's fault but our own. We are the, the biggest flirt. <laughs> we are the biggest money spenders. We can't stop lying to save our souls. But, oh, you're going to tell someone else about what they're doing? You better take that finger and point it right back at yourself. That person is steeped in pride, okay? Another sign is that this person is always seeking attention. And look, not to constantly use the lame duck president as an example, but this is the only thing that keeps coming to my mind 
when I'm trying to explain exactly what a prideful person looks like. Now look, this person is always seeking attention. They don't care if it's good attention or bad attention. Whatever it is to get people to look at them, to see what they doing, how they doing, what they saying, what they not saying, all of that attention, all of that is grabbing attention to the excessor, okay? Jesus did not make himself of no reputation. Now, people in the world, the sinner man, the sinner woman, oh, they're going to do what they do. This is all what they do. Pride for them rules their lives. But for the one who professed Jesus as their Lord and Savior, oh, we need to avoid pride like the plague. And definitely we should not be attention seekers because when you put when you put the focus on your life, now I'm talking to the saints here, okay? Because see, we got to keep in mind, Jesus said that if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to me. So when you have this fake pastor, preacher, teacher sitting up there wanting all the glory on him, all the spotlight on him, and it's not on Jesus, he's steeped in pride too. Oh, yes, he is. Why? Because he's the only one that can preach in his church. The uh, associate pastor, he ain't preaching because he can't get to the microphone. The deacon, he ain't preaching because he can't get to the microphone. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I could just envision that in my mind. The poor elder. <laughs> that has been waiting for like 20 years to preach his sermon he had in his back pocket since 1945 but oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> that pastor is not giving up the mic for anyone why because he is seeking attention from his followers <laughs> lord to help us today okay Another sign, and again, I apologize for not having these numbered, but that's the way I have it, okay? Another sign is that manipulation to gain your own way and agenda. These people will manipulate the situation. They don't care what it is that they have to do in order to gain their way and their agenda. Now, again... The world's going to do what they do. This is what they do all day long through their commercials, through their false advertisement. They would tell you eating this 2,500 calorie hamburger is good for you. Why? Because they have, they have an agenda to make some money. So their commercials is going to be filled with steaming hot patties of beef, cool crisp lettuce uh, mouth watering creamy mayonnaise melted cheese just right not really telling you that all that is staged that triple high hamburger is really flat like a pancake but behind the scenes don't you know i was watching this 
uh, documentary about uh, false advertising and commercials. They actually have people come in. Um, I forget what the title that they're called, but they are like food artists, right? That they could make that triple-decker hamburger look like it's piled high with melted cheese and lettuce, and that that meat is like a, a quarter inch, like a quarter pounder. Make it so thick and fluffy, and all the while they put in toothpicks into each layer to to build it up to make it seem like it's so mouth watering. And then they got this little teapot, you know, with dry ice with steam coming up. So in the in the background, it's like the the patty is so hot and fresh off the grill that it's still smoking. All of that is false information, right? And so how much more tragic that is in the church where you got these pastors and preachers standing up there telling you, tickling your ear, whatever it is that you need to hear because they have an agenda. And their agenda is to depart you from your money with that false doctrine of tithing and sowing seed. They got an agenda. Okay, another sign is that <clears throat> the one who is steeped in pride, oh, he or she lives a hypocritical lifestyle. I don't think anything else needs to be said about that. They are hypocrites, okay, because we know what a hypocrite is. They say one thing when they do something else, okay, and that's their whole lifestyle. Okay, another sign. Another sign is that they are rebellious. They ain't trying to hear nothing God got to say about anything. They are reprobates. They are scoffers. They ain't trying to hear nothing about what is righteous and holy. As long as it benefits them, they are steep in pride, my friend. They are rebellious. They are, right, Holy Spirit, they are rebellious to everything. Not only to God, which is the ultimate in pride, okay? They are rebellious on a job. They don't know when to come back from a 15-minute break. They come back 45 minutes. Some are even bold to come back an hour from a 15-minute break. They just don't know how to do right. They constantly speeding on the street. They 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 are not obeying any street laws at home. They can't even take out the garbage because the wife says, "Oh, honey, can can you take the garbage out?" Because Thursdays and and Wednesdays or whatever the day that the garbage man come, they always forget it. Why? Because they are rebelling about taking out the garbage. You can't even put down the toilet seat if your wife, fellas. Let me help you out here to save a lot of a lot of petty arguing in the home. If the wife say, "Honey, can you please put down the toilet seat?" This is an age-old tradition. We are tired of falling in. Put the seat down, but oh no, not the prideful one. He ain't doing it. Okay, let's move on. Another sign is that they are operating in selfishness. Oh my goodness, this one should have been at the top of the list because the one who is steeped in pride, they are selfish. They only think about themselves. They will only spend that money on themselves. They don't care about any bill that needs to be paid. They don't care about food that needs to be brought into the house. 
they don't care that if you had something to do for that month and you've been planning it months ago and you have been putting money to the side just for that purpose, but then here they come at the last minute, at the 11th hour with something that they need that money for now and they don't care about your feelings and they don't care about what you need to do. All they thinking about is what they need to do. That selfishness and prideful. Amen. Okay. Another sign is that doing things for your glory instead of God's glory. Going back to the church. I can't say it enough. The world going to do what they do. But for the church. Okay. Let's say that if you have a ministry, right? You got this ministry. And let's say that if you also parlay that ministry to social media, let's say YouTube or Facebook and that. So instead of you studying scripture for your own edification as well, as well as also creating lesson plan, but what are you really doing it for? Are you really doing it for the likes and the subscribers or are you really trying to edify the body of Christ and bring glory to God's name and doing that? But, oh, no, you're doing it for your own fame, for your own worship, and for your own uh, uh, slaps on the back from the appraise of men. That's what you're doing it for. You're not doing it for God's glory. You're doing it for your own glory instead. Amen. Okay, so now, and also, let me just, let me just uh, talk about that a little bit more because I feel that the Holy Spirit wants me to make sure that I, too, get this within my spirit because, like I said, I do this podcast, um, I do Facebook, and I also do YouTube videos. So I have to constantly check myself that when I am studying the word, am I doing this to commune with God, to make sure that I'm, I'm understanding his word on that personal relationship basis that I'm doing it, or, or am I only searching the scripture so that I could put together a lesson plan so that I could uh, be seen as someone who knows what I'm talking about. So I too have to make sure that I'm not operating in pride in this area because ministry work is hard it is a lot of hours invested and so we can't we can't get our eyes off of god and put it onto the ministry because guess what that can become an idol and it will make us prideful so i just gotta check in my uh, spirit from the holy spirit that i too need to watch that as well because and our zeal to bring the word forth to you, okay? We have to make sure that we're still doing it for from the right perspective that to bring glory to God and not to us. Amen? Amen. Okay. Another sign of someone who is steeped in pride is that they believe, let me see, let me see how I wrote this, believe you're better than everyone else at what you do, okay? And they are mistaking that cockiness for confidence, okay? Because that's like, let's say that, you know, okay, okay, I'm speaking to the church, right? And let's say, you know, I'm the pastor and my my thing to preach on is, is hell, right? 
No one could out-preach me about hell. I know everything I need to know about hell. I could let that sinner person know if you don't stop sinning, if you don't, if you don't repent, you're going to hell. I could tell them all the whatever chambers of hell that it is. I am an expert in hellology, if that's even a thing. But anyway, I feel as though that I'm better than anyone else. And you know what? You could be right. You could have you you could have gotten that down to such a science that you know how to preach it you know all about hell you know everything about it and you feel and to you you feel confidence but it's coming off as cockiness okay listen we got to remain humble in ministry we got to remain humble at all times because let me tell you that prideful snake he's sneaky Okay, he getting there so subtly that you don't even know what's going on. Next thing you know, you want to be on the cover of, of Charisma magazine. Like, how you get there? Okay, so we got to watch ourselves that even though that we are confident in the word of God and, and that anointing is working on us, you know what I mean? But we can't, we can't get cocky. We can't. Why? Because God pushes away the prideful. Okay. Another sign is that you believe you write about everything. Yeah. Ain't nobody can tell you nothing about hell because you know it all. Okay. It's nothing sadder than a know-it-all. And believe me, we all know a know-it-all. Right? Whether it was in school, <laughs> whether it was on the job, or whether or not it's in our very own home. No one wants to no one wants to encounter someone who thinks they're right about everything. And the scary thing about it is that they do know a lot of stuff. That's the thing, okay? And that what gives them that extra prideful confidence is because they do know a lot of stuff. But guess what? You ain't got to keep pushing it and, and putting it into people's faces. Ain't nobody trying to, trying to hear or know it all, okay? Now, another sign is that you are too stubborn to ask others for help. And that is where a lot of ministries fall to the wayside. That's why a lot of people get evicted. That's why a lot of relationships fail. Don't nobody want to ask for help about anything. You got too much pride. You know, they say, no, I'm not asking for that. I got too much pride. Yeah, you stubborn and you in sin. So watch that. Another sign is that. You are more concerned about your reputation than your character. Now, some would think that a person's reputation is their character. But no, obviously, it is a difference because, see, a character, okay, character traits is is that that righteous aspect of a person okay if you say that you are a follower of the of the lord jesus christ okay it's certain characteristic traits that should be becoming of a follower of christ that they live a life of holiness they live a life of repenting and they are living a life uh and right standing with the father right but 
when there's a flaw in their character, okay, they're more concerned about their reputation, how how others will see them instead of just, you know what I mean, just keeping on the straight and narrow path. And for whatever reason, they get off off in pride, right? And now something happens where their that flaw character gets publicized get publicized and so instead of um you know admitting the wrong repenting and now get back on that straight and narrow path no they're more concerned about their reputation no how about say you know what y'all i messed up you know what i raised my hand i was wrong in this you know what i'm saying and sometimes our reputation will get tarnished okay but on the on the good side is that well you know what i'm getting back right with god I don't care what these people say. I don't care how they're looking at me. I'm going to keep my head my head up high because I'm operating in the character of Christ. Amen. Amen. Okay. So, let's see. Okay. I got a few more and then we're done. Okay. This person never apologizes. Never. Never say I'm sorry. No. Why? Because they are always right. Okay. Another sign is that they possess an unteachable spirit. And this goes back to God can't tell them nothing. And that is why, that's right, Holy Spirit. That is why he turns them over to a reprobate mind. Why? Because they steeped in sin. They know the truth, but they suppress the truth. Okay. Let God be true and let every man be a liar. So they don't have a teachable spirit. And so God said, fine. I done sent my son. I I I I I told him to go down there and save the people. And Jesus says, "You right, Father. I'm gonna take on this epic mission, you know, to save the lost soul, right? And not only that, and when when I return back up to heaven, I'm gonna send the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit can teach them all things, right? But oh no, not the prideful person." He ain't got a teachable spirit. Why? Because he think he know everything and you can't tell him nothing. Right? Another sign, I got four more. Okay. They are disrespectful and they demean others. They want to be served rather than to serve. They brag about what you have and what you do. Wait, wait, wait hold on. Let's see. They brag, bragging about what you have and what you do. They're being a show off. Okay, I, I see how this is written. I'm saying it like I'm saying it to them. Okay, and last but not least. Okay, so let's just be clear on that last sign is that they basically are being a show off, right? Yeah, okay. Last but not least, they lack the lack of prayer and praise time with God. Why? Because they so busy trying to outdo everybody. They ain't got time for God. They ain't got time for prayer. Why? They busy seeking attention to themselves. So these are all the subtle signs that you, my friend, is operating in pride. If any of these signs represent you, please, you need to repent. Confess to God that you've been operating in pride and to give you a heart of humility. So, I said all that to say this. Humility says, I am nothing without God and I can do nothing without God. After we ask God to change us, 
We need to put some safeguards in place to prevent ourselves from giving into pride. Amen. Amen. And with that, my friends, as always, be well. Until next time, Lord willing, I'll speak to you all soon. Bye for now. guys for tuning in i truly appreciate all your support until next time i'll be talking to y'all soon bye